Hi, you are listening to High TV. This is Cannabis News Now. Now, of course, last week's news was so monumental in the likes of Coca-Cola now interested in cannabis and looking to make a CBD drink uh, with Aurora. We also had news of Toronto now having jobs that pay upwards of $50 an hour to do what? To be a cannabis connoisseur. So your job will be to go towards these cannabis companies who basically grow a lot of cannabis and basically need the best testers out there it's almost like ben and jerry where ben and jerry has this tester the guy who's been testing ben and jerry ice cream for years and is probably responsible for creating some of the flavors that you guys love you know and uh uh they have these jobs now in cannabis and i've seen videos on vice vice land about it where this guy was a cannabis connoisseur he has like a, a suitcase and it's it's very interesting but you know, in all honesty, these are jobs that we probably didn't foresee, right? We probably thought of it. We probably got high one time and said, you know, it would be a good job, bro. You know, if they just paid me to do this. And that's exactly what it is. You're getting paid $50,000 an hour, which is almost $100,000 if you're working a 40-hour shift. So, you know, I, I say about between eighty dollars and $100,000 a year. Now, with that being said, the job market in cannabis is exploding. Now, people are saying that uh, in the comments I've read, you know, I like to mention the comments on the podcast. I know you guys listen and comment. Shout out to you guys to do both. A lot of the comments were mentioning that uh, some of these jobs were pre-existing in other markets and then now they're just bleeding into cannabis. So the, the statistics saying that there's an explosion of cannabis jobs isn't necessarily true. Now, I'm here to say that that's a false narrative now just because a job existed before doesn't mean that cannabis isn't creating new jobs now technically the cannabis connoisseur job or the cannabis tester that's a new job right that's 50 dollars an hour and that's that's pretty good i mean so far we look at cannabis jobs in the past that was very common you have uh edible chef um you had growers which made probably the most money possible master growers you had uh, dispensary owners, dispensary workers, and you had trimmers. Like five jobs off the top of my head, I can think that were already, you know, jobs before legalization even happened. But now that legalization is happening, we can have a brand new job. So a lot of the people who uh, have experience in other industries, who are master marketers, who are uh, great executives, you know, all these other positions, lawyers. We already said this on our job, cannabis job podcast in the past. We're going to say it again, man. Um, now that we actually have the numbers to prove it, I'm going to make a post on Instagram. I've made the posts. I think I deleted it actually because it didn't, you know, it didn't look nice when I looked at the, uh, the scheme of things, but I made a post that showed a percentage increase via state of cannabis jobs. I mean, some states are like in the twenties, others are in the thirties. I mean, they're not exponential, but job growth is never that large, right? The average job growth for, you know, most common jobs are around, you know, eight to in the teens you know like job like physician assistant their job growth upwards to 2030 is like 37 percent right and it's because the people don't want to pay doctors as much because of this medical law but that's no here no there the, the point is folks cannabis jobs are out there i want you guys to go out there educate yourself don't just educate yourself by saying i'm gonna roll up a couple blunts no no not taking into the bong, not taking into the dab, guys. I want you guys to be educated on everything cannabis. Like, like it's almost a class. Because if you do this, if you have this knowledge, 
you'll be able to leverage it. You'll be able to put yourself in a position early and then work your way up, right? So I'm thinking the best play now is to find these cannabis businesses who are, you know, doing everything the best they can, right? Like a MedMen who has a plan to basically take over the world and become the iPhone or Apple of, of, of cannabis. And I don't know if they're, I don't, I don't think MedMen is the Apple of cannabis. It's more so they're like the Nordstrom of cannabis where they've created a retail space that is, is, is visually appealing. They have high quality products and it's kind of like a branding thing, right? When you leave MedMen, you have a nice pretty bag. But the point is folks, cannabis jobs are out there. Educate yourself. Michigan has, you know, a, 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 a course in order for people to learn about these these cannabis jobs I mean, basically ready to be hired and there's multiple things you can do right and it's not a cannabis job episode so i'm going to move on so coca-cola jumping into cbd it just shows you the versatility cbd has and how quickly you know this market just you know exploded cbd wasn't even really a big market in the past but now it's upwards you know in the billions right uh we also have Tilray. Now the story of Tilray, folks. So what happened? So Tilray was a stock that launched in July. I believe I told you guys about it in the episodes shortly after it launched. I said uh, Tilray launched at $18, went all the way up to $30. And I said I was going to buy in at 25. And in fact, after it made that large jump, if you know anything about stock markets, these pot stocks, you know, they're not all going to act like Tilray, right? Tilray act like most stocks do. When they do well in their first day, they jump. The people who were on board with the uh, stock or the business, rather, before they went public is going to sell their shares because the stock not only, you know, almost nearly doubled in size when it went to 30 something dollars. But you've probably been owning the, you know, your investment in the company from its very beginning stage. And now that Tilray is public, you can sell your shares and be happy with it. Right. And so they probably sold their shares at thirty dollars and did what I was thinking to do buy back when it went down to twenty two. And then it exploded, man. It put on the gears, the rocket boosters, the nitrous. Man, I swear it was like Usain Bolt how fast this thing grew. OK, I don't, I don't think Usain Bolt grows fast. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he runs fast kind of got weird anyway the point the point is folks i've been i've been off this podcasting for a while so i apologize i'm a little bit rusty bear with me guys all right so tilray grew exponentially i mean it, it was parabolic it was amazing i almost i, I stepped on my own foot you know I, I was so upset at myself for not buying a stock at 25 because even when the stock went up to a hundred dollars i would have been ecstatic that means my my uh my stock went up four times in value you know and then i Fast forward to, I don't remember what day exactly it was, but it went all the way up to $296, $300 if you got lucky. And like most people, they say, yo, this is crazy. We are going to sell. They sold it. They sold it. And now it's all the way back down to the hundred. So if any of you guys who bought at 200 and sold at 296, congratulations to you guys. You made quite a bit of money. But for all you other guys and gals out there who are interested in pot stocks and know that cannabis, you know, is going to grow, just realize not every stock is going to act like Tilray. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys, go ahead and go buy them ASAP. I want you guys to know what companies you're investing in, see their five-year to 10-year trajectory, because you probably want to buy the stock for the long term. You know, like this day trading thing, it works, but it works after you've gone through the bumps and bruises you know after you have your band-aids on and you look slightly put together after you've been in the trenches learning how to day trade because listen once you start to day trade you can't be a day trader without messing up in the beginning and then recuperating and learning from your mistakes right buy these stocks uh sit on them 
but don't expect them to be like Tilray, okay? A lot of people jumped into these pot stock game, including myself, thinking that, you know, every other stock was going to grow exponentially like that. It's not, okay? Canopy growth is, is a good one. Um, you have Aurora, which was a good one. We have uh, a, quite a few others. I think I'm going to do a whole episode on pot stocks since you guys love pot stocks in my DMs asking for me to do some more content on there. So, yeah, Tilray. Tilray was a fast, fast rocket exiting Earth's atmosphere, entered, you know, the belly of the universe and came right back down and is somewhere in the clouds. You know, it's, it's still above. It's not back on the ground. It's not totally out and lose his shirt. It's chilling, comfortably hovering in the air, wondering what will happen next. Uh, other stories. We have uh, the, the Museum of Cannabis, you know, called the Cannabition, opened up in Las Vegas. Now, Las Vegas, as you know, is recreationally legal. And there's dispensaries almost on every block in, on the Las Vegas Strip. And it ought to be. And the reason being is Vegas is hugely tourist. Uh, wow, that was a terrible sentence. My, my grammar teacher in grade school would be upset. All right. <laughs> they have a very, very large tourist market therefore when you travel over there what happens in vegas stays in vegas okay if you want to drink up you want to you know enjoy some cannabis you can do that now i mean it makes sense i mean vegas is a place where they even have you know prostitution legal which is crazy but the point is cannabis is everywhere the taxes they're seeing from cannabis is stable they're getting about 50 million dollars in taxes every single month um if you're a politician i know you're sitting here you know salivating but the point is they Las Vegas really wanted to delve into and create something for the cannabis culture because yes you can have dispensaries but dispensaries in my eye don't really you know for the most part don't really give out anything that relates to cannabis culture because there's nothing social there so what they can do is create a social environment by having a cannabis museum and have people who travel to Vegas now go there all the time I mean we have what 320 something million americans and uh 50% 55% of them have ever have reported to have used cannabis i mean that's that's over 100 million people who have used cannabis and so if you're going to be las vegas a tourist city that people travel to at least once in their lifetime you might as well have a cannabis a cannabis museum there cuz people are going to go there buy tickets take pictures next to the biggest ziploc ounce bag you've ever seen and that's that right so shout out to Las vegas uh cannabition if you're ever out there and on west coast want to take a trip go check it out it looks great um just hit up a google you know look at the pictures the pictures look nice they have an instagram page called cannabition check them out hashtag not an ad um moving on uh in new york city news new york city news okay I'm going to try to talk with the accent for the rest of this segment. No, I'm not going to do that. You guys are going to probably click off the podcast and fast forward. So New York City looks like they are really, New York State rather, are really looking into legalizing cannabis. You know, I thought they were blowing smoke. I thought it was a whole political move. I know that um, Cuomo is going to be running against uh, Cynthia Dixon in November. And Cynthia's whole premise was that she wanted to legalize cannabis and in order to aid minorities, blacks and browns. Andrew Cuomo, long story short, said, oh, yeah, that's your platform. That's my platform. Give me that. He snatched it from her and and now is running with it because he is the governor in power now. And so what he's doing is holding meetings, you know, all the way up until, you know, November on what the public wants out of cannabis legalization. And I guarantee you the way these meetings kind of went like this. Scratch that. I didn't want to do that. Uh, 
<laughs> I was going to do a whole skit of how all these different people sounded. Like, you're going to have one guy who wanted, you know, because, you know, deli meats are big in New York City. If you ever went to New York City, there's probably a deli on every corner. It's a, it, it, We don't go to Walmart, folks. We go to delis, okay? We just walk out our house, walk a couple blocks, hit a deli. We get whatever we want. That's kind of how it works, right? So deli meats are huge. You're probably going to have somebody say, hey, I want me some deli meat. Let me have some cannabis smoked deli pastrami, you know, something like that. But uh, that's kind of silly, and I'm not in a silly mood right now, right now. But uh, but yeah, New York City will be holding uh, events. We have the dates on our Instagram. As for the times, we do not know. It was not reported. I guarantee if you call those places, they'll tell you what time the cannabis meetings will be. And you'll be talking to Andrew Cuomo and his uh, staff about what you would like to see with cannabis legalization in New York City. And it's huge, folks. We don't have to, you know, let you guys know. We've talked about it in the past. New York City may be one of the top five states when it comes to legalization because they are the number one importer of cannabis in the country because why they don't really grow that much where, where are you going to grow in your apartment you know what i'm saying like you have bunch of land in in california colorado bunch of houses warehouse you can rent and that's another thing actually cannabis retail is on the rise now because i don't have anything written in front of me i'm going straight off the top of the mind here it's going to sound like i'm falling into every topic which generally i am you know i have, I have basically have topics written in front of me and i just kind of just you know choose them but anyway, folks, if you are into real estate, uh, you are a realtor, you want to get into real estate, cannabis real estate is growing so fast. I mean, crazy fast, right? And they're not selling, you know, just houses to people. They're selling warehouses. They're selling all these businesses, all these abandoned places where you can basically buy these shipping cartons that are, you know, the big metal cartons, pick them up, put them in your crib, I mean, put them in your warehouse, and 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 now you can you know start a cannabis program like in san francisco for instance burner has these things in san francisco called an equity pro it's not an equity program an equity program in california basically you're trying to give back and have the first dibs towards cannabis businesses give to people who either got arrested for cannabis or you know are minorities so with that being said they have abandoned warehouse that have been bought by you know burner and associates connected that whole brand you know girl scar cookies you know what i'm talking about um they bought warehouses, they bought shipping containers, they grow cannabis in there, they teach people how to do these things, teach people how to run cannabis businesses, and I think what they're going to do, what the smartest thing for them to do, my eye, is to learn that information, take it to a different place where cannabis isn't dominant, let's say like a place like Georgia, or a place like uh, Florida, where we're not legal yet, but we will be soon, and so dominating the market is something you may want to do. So anyway, that's what's going on, you know, on the West Coast. Cannabis Realty is blowing up fast and i know it will be doing the same way in new york city you know it's going to be interesting to see where they grow you know cannabis i think there's going to be underground underground grows are going to be something uh i think you could take a tour of an underground marijuana grow if if they allow it it just makes sense you know it probably would be hot as hell down there but uh either way i really like the idea of realty being another option for you guys out there who are listening so yeah so kudos on uh new york city we'll see how the election goes in November and in 2019, we'll see if they actually legalize it. If they do, I may consider moving back due to the financial reasons, folks. I mean, listen, I mean, listen, New York City is a place of business. Uh, cannabis business is taking off. I have connections here in Florida. So why not, you know, be on both sides of the East Coast? But uh, continuing on, continuing on, continuing on CBD, folks, CBD, particularly in parentheses, Epidiolex is now no longer Schedule 1, uh, and it has to have a formulation below 
the percentage of T, the below 0.1% THC. Again, I'm rusty. Bear with me. So a lot of us were just upset at the fact that we see big pharma jumping into our industry, trying to take away whatever hold that we have, whatever, whatever dreams of entrepreneurial dreams we had, we can see that it's slowly eroding away. And with every announcement from GW Pharmaceuticals, from Bear slash Monsanto, and now from Coca-Cola, we are seeing the wheels turn and it's, get, it's getting faster and getting faster and getting faster. And soon enough, that wheels be turning so fast that once they hit the ground, they there is no way, no way to keep up. But all is not lost, okay? I am a positive person and I see this as a small, small win. Yes, we may be taking an, an L in the form of having big pharma and corporations now at the helm and at the control of CBD. Saying that basically Schedule 5 means, guys, uh, CBD is a medicine and it has to be prescribed. That's what a schedule five drug is. It's legal. It's, it's no longer a no longer controlled substance. Um, excuse me. It is a controlled substance, but it's schedule five. And it means it has medicinal value and it must be prescribed by a doctor. This can be a scary thing. And I don't want to be, you know, fear mongering or anything like that, but it could mean that like we said in the past, CBD may have to be something pharmaceutical. You may have to improve your manufacturing facility. You may have to have, you know, white rooms, you know, uh, AKA like lab, like, environments kind of like what they did with e-vapes so when e-juices became so popular it took over the nation right it started with blue all these other companies came out and then it started making flavors people who smoke cigarettes were all trying to quit right and we kind of entered this healthy type of vibe so smoking e-vapes e-juice rather excuse me was a popular and is still a popular thing jewels Shout out to the CBD, uh, CBD jewel pods. We'll be selling those on Instagram very, very soon. And I'm serious. Okay. If you guys like jewels, you like CBD, put it together. We got you. Okay. Full spectrum too. Never isolate. Um, so yes, e-juice was taking away a lot of money from the tobacco companies who were not producing this e-juice. So what did the, the tobacco company do? They said, Hmm, these people are not going to stop buying e-juice, but we can do is limit the amount of companies that can produce high quality e-juice, right? And what they did was create laws and regulations saying that you had to have a clean room, you had to have below a certain number of bacteriums, you know, all these other rules and stipulations that basically wiped out 65% of the e-juice market who are making things, you know, I don't know, in their house, in their facility, they couldn't afford to, you know, drop a couple tens of thousands of dollars in order to improve the facility, you know, all, all these other things, right? And what it did was it saved face for the tobacco industry to either, you know, purchase one of these e-juice companies that have the facility ready and they can now add revenue from e-juice and nicotine sales into their bottom line so they're not taking a loss. Uh, two, it eliminated the amount of competition. So like I said, they're now, you know, cigarettes do become, you know, another option. It's interesting. And a big pharma did something very similar where they're taking CBD from a schedule one to now a schedule five by now having you become pharmaceutical. And again, requiring you to get the hashmat suits, you know, basically to produce CBD. And that could be a real possibility, folks. It really, really can. I mean, as a consumer, if you have epilepsy, this is a godsend for you. You can now get your medicine and be fine. You have nothing to worry about. You will be able to just go to your doctor, get a prescription, go to a pharmacy, pick it up, and you will be fine. But for entrepreneurs like myself, this can be a scary thing. 
because you know when it comes to CBD, CBD is something I don't take medicinally, right? CBD is something I kind of incorporate into my lifestyle as something healthy, a part of a wellness routine, where you wake up, you may take CBD to you know relax your anxiety, and the more you take CBD, is the more your anxiety will be in control. So it's, I mean, if you don't take CBD, have high anxiety, and then you take it over time, again, I'm saying it again to reiterate, it will relax and calm your anxiety or pain over time now for those of you that use you know cbd for other reasons you know such as you know for your skin uh because it has great anti-aging properties you do it for your joints you know or you do it just to have some anti-psychosis whatever it may be folks cbd can help and i don't like the idea of it becoming corporate i hate seeing it but i knew it was coming and it was inevitable you know, it just makes me want to step my game up even further to make sure my company can be in the ranks of these other companies. So if you're a CBD person out there, just like those individuals who don't buy their products from Can Canopy Growth or any other publicly traded big, big corporation, they only buy their products from like a Jungle Boys or Connected or Burner or Emerald Circle or whatever, you know, conglomerate that came together in California who are privately owned. They're not big cannabis. None of that stuff. They produce quality, quality products, and they don't have the big stock market to prove it, but they have the quality product that proves it. Those are the people who I think will, you know, last the test of time because in CBD, I can see what companies may be going that public, you know, big company route. And I see those who are true to who they are, like a tonic CBD, who is a, a female run company, New York state. Maybe I'm biased in New York. I saw her grind from the bottom up until now, right? Where she was just in a couple stores. Now I'm seeing her on herb.com. I'm seeing her company. I'm seeing tonic CBD everywhere, right? I'm even seeing another company, CBD Oil Solutions. I remember when they started seeing them becoming, you know, an e-commerce site for having, you know, a couple, you know, CBD products. And now they have a wide, wide range of CBD products and are now featured in, in BuzzFeed. Congratulations to them. So we're seeing people who are grassroots become successful in, in this industry. So I don't think all is lost by hearing these big headlines of Coca-Cola jumping into CBD and all these other things because they're going to. They have to. These beer companies, they have to invest in cannabis because if they don't. It's a bad business decision. However, you as a consumer always have in control what you want to buy and who you buy from. If you don't want to buy from these big corporations, don't do it. If you don't trust them, don't do it. You know, if you if you hear a company, there's a guy on Instagram, I forget his name. Um, he tests all these cannabis vapes and and, 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 and products and sees if there's any pesticides in there and he lets you know. Things like that is important for the community. I think he should be have a much bigger page. You know, I would love to actually report that. You know, on, on my page, I ask if I can repost and share the information because as a cannabis community, we have to protect ourselves first and foremost. And protecting ourselves means protecting ourselves from bad decisions. And I'm not saying buying from these big corporations are bad decisions. I'm just saying, you know, just understand what you're buying into. I saw an image online recently. I think the Jungle Boys, the Jungle Boys uh, posted it and it was showing Canopy Growth's million dollar grow operation. And folks, what I mean their plants were as brown as a rose that you bought your girl in February that's still in the house, still in the vase, water evaporated, and it's December. That's exactly how they looked. It looked like a rose that was bought <laughs> 10 months ago that's still in the house, barely standing together. And it makes sense. Sometimes you have failed crops, 
But when I see things like that, it makes me know that they're not having grow masters available. They're, 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 they're not showing the love for the plant. And I think once you show love towards your plant, your product is going to be overall better. Let's, for instance, Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa, get this. He, he does a prayer over every single Khalifa Kush KK strand that is grown. He prays over them. He talks to them. He touches them. He shows the plant lots of love. And the crazy thing is, when I tried KK, it's an OG. All right. So maybe it's just the OG I'm feeling, but OG always makes you happy. It gives you a smile. It makes you feel very, very good. Euphoric, happy, smiley, laughy, giggly, all of that stuff. And maybe, you know, when I heard the message, I'm like, yo, that makes so much sense. When you talk to plants, plants respond, you know, we just figured out, you know, not too long ago, a uh, science discovery that plants actually have their own neural response. So like when someone touches you in the arm, you have neurons that fire and then your brain is able to react, right? Plants have the same thing. When we, when they showed caterpillars, uh, walking on leaves, we saw that the leaves produce these, uh, these, uh, calcium, pockets every every step of the caterpillar so every time the caterpillar stepped up imagine the plant lit up for every single step and that's what happens and that's the plant basically communicating to the rest of the other leaves the rest of the branches probably down to the roots what's going on in the external environment you know it's interesting stuff and i'm pretty sure cannabis takes the same cake so uh for cannabis news now there's probably so much more i'm missing out on i try to cram two weeks of information into one i didn't want to you know go on or harp too long on one subject but I'm going to go over what I went through, again, off the top of my head. So Coca-Cola is now in talks. They haven't done it yet with Aurora. And it's to make a CBD drink. As you know, Coca-Cola wants to be more green. Sodas aren't healthy. So Coca-Colas are not being bought. It doesn't fit his healthy lifestyle. So look out for Coca-Cola X CBD. We have Vegas. Vegas launching the cannabis museum called Cannabition. Love the name. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, I wasn't there a award show or an exhibition where basically only invited the top, top cannabis growers and cannabis brands in California. It was an orange logo. It was at home of cannabis or cannabis home. Don't remember. I'll probably correct myself after this recording. Uh, we also have Tilray, the rise and fall of Tilray. It was almost like watching a movie and, and falling in love with the rising action, knowing that the climax is coming soon, seeing the climax happen. And then get depressed when the things fall under. So Tilray, we're balancing out. Shout out to whoever made lots of money on Tilray. And this is just a big step for cannabis stocks in general. You know, things like these need to happen for cannabis stocks to grow and get the word out there to get popularity and, and, and basically increase need and the fear of missing out. Um, CBD now schedule five. If you have below THC, if you, if you have below a 0.1% THC, also has to be formulated uh, from GW Pharmaceuticals in, in the term of epidolics. I think lawmakers will now also target the FDA and say, why can't we have other FDA, I mean, other CBD products, non-Schedule 1, once that happens, which it will happen. I know that there's a lot of CBD companies with a lot of deep pockets and they have their own lobbyists. Just saying, they're in Washington, D.C. making moves to cannabis and this hemp CBD industry. I think I touched on everything. Uh, probably missed a couple. But either way, folks, uh, I'm back. High school episodes, beware. They're coming soon. Beware. <laughs> That's the opposite of what you guys to do. I want you guys to be excited. Uh, high school, hit, hit us with a message. 
What do you want to learn in our high school episodes? What are you interested to be taught about, educated about? Is it hemp only? Is it cannabis stuff? Anything like that. We're going to be making it Cannabis News Now. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Miss you guys, man. I miss you guys so much. But when real life calls, you got to answer. You got to pick up that phone, folks. When real life calls, guys, you got to make sure that you are there to take care of what you have to take care of. And I unfortunately did not take care of you guys. And I'm sorry. Okay. I don't want to leave you guys hanging for too long. I've saw the numbers in the viewership or the listeners go down exponentially. And that means I have to be more consistent. So look for episodes to drop every single Friday. All right. And I'm not going to do two days a week, one day a week. I'm probably going to drop a cannabis news. Now definitely going to drop cannabis news now on Friday. Makes sense, right? All the week's news pass by reporting what happened during the week. You get to stay filled in. And when you're on the water cooler, you can say what you learned on the high TV podcast, right? Deal done. So if you enjoy the podcast, guys, don't forget to give us five stars. Uh, don't forget to, you know, subscribe on Apple Music. Tell your friend about it. If you really like this, you can enjoy the past episodes we've had. You know, I'm kind of debating, should I delete all of these episodes in 28, in 20, from, from 2017 rather, and 2018, so that when 2019 comes, we can start fresh. Thank you for listening and stay tuned. Peace.